0: All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. Pastor Jonathan Van Hugen from Spring Reformed Church is with us, and Pastor Russ Herman from Cloverdale Reformed Church. I am Josh Bales at the Well Boise, and one of our guest hosts today is Pastor Ryan Hempel from Treasure Valley RPC. Yep. Thank so, you. we have been talking about um, this subject of uh, applying the doctrine of God to our everyday life. I think that's one of the challenges of studying theology is, okay, I get the material, now how do I connect that to life? I think
1: one of the most helpful things I've heard on theology came from Sinclair Ferguson, and, and his comment would be that theology is for worship and for living, and so – as long as you keep that framework in, in mind that as we study God and his word and all of theology, broadly speaking, it, it's not f- just simply so that we get more knowledge. Knowledge is a part of the process, but that knowledge is for a purpose. And the primary purpose is for worship. It informs who God is for our hearts, and but it also then informs then how we live in response to To the revelation of God, what we know of Him is supposed to then impact how we live before Him, worship, um, as Paul talks about in Romans twelve. That that that's our spiritual act. That it it's a it it's something lived out, not simply something that we do on a Sunday morning.
0: Mm Yeah, yeah. So we are. We we've, we've already talked about the, the existence of God. Now we're going to move on to some specific attributes, uh, specifically the holiness of God. And the classic passage for this is Isaiah chapter 6. So let me just read the first three verses and then we'll kind of make some observations about the passage. This is what the scripture says. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim, each had six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. What are some observations that we can make about those three verses? The whole idea of holiness
1: is that God is completely other, um, holy other with a w instead of an h that he is completely set apart from us as his creation and it's not just that he's he's holy um in the hebrew language repetition is for emphasis so he's not just holy holy it's holy 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 It, it it's it's emphasize to the nth degree that the, the Hebrew writer couldn't emphasize just how completely other God is from from us. And to, to emphasize that, he goes on to say, the whole earth is full of his glory. So if you miss the trifecta of his holiness, the Isaiah is going on and saying, oh, and by the way, the whole earth is full of this, mm-hmm. is full of this glory that God possesses in his being.
0: Yeah. One of the examples of the otherness of, of God here is the conditions of the world at the time. It says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I mean, this would have been crushing to the people of Judah. Uh, the Assyrians are knocking on their door. I mean, the world is in chaos. It, those first words are like, oh, everything is really, really dark. Everything is really, really bad. And what is the Lord doing? He's sitting. He's not in a panic. He's not running around the throne room. He's sitting on the throne, high and lifted up. He is, he's not circumstance, he's not tied to the circumstances of this world. He is other.
2: Well, he's above it. And, you know, we, there are two ways to think about God. And one is his transcendence, which is above everything. And then there's a, and, the, and also that he's also imminent. He's actually in relational with us. But, um, In order to appreciate the relational aspect of God with us, we have to appreciate His total otherness, His transcendence over us. That He's that He's you know He's the sum and definition of what it means to be holy. When compared to God, nothing that exists is holy. He's He's that holy, holy, holy. He's beyond what He's beyond any capacity that we can. Have to embrace him in this transcend and the fact that he is so different and the fact that he condescends to us um, and and brings us into relationship with this uh, is this is one of the aspects that just awe us about the fact of his holiness
3: in a way that we see that you know here in these verses verse two, above it above God's throne stood the seraphim. Each had six, or each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. With two, he flew. This, these seraphim—they're righteous. They're holy creatures. They don't have a uh, stain of sin upon them. And yet, what do they do in God's presence? They're covering their faces. It's like He is so holy that even these holy creatures have to cover their faces to be in His presence. Mm-hmm. And,
1: I mean holiness carries this idea of of moral purity that there is no sin um in God but it's it's not just in the negative there there is a moral excellence mm-hmm. and righteousness that he possesses that Isaiah this this holy man of God a righteous man in God's holiness purity um says I'm undone. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a sinful man. Mm-hmm. Um why? Because well he's in the presence of that which is the moral absolute, mm-hmm. um, and in that in that moment, he he realizes his
0: utter sinfulness in comparison. This is a this is a practical application right away. I mean, all Isaiah did was see. He didn't. So so if, if one of the questions of our life is, man, I'm 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 frustrated with with who I am. I'm frustrated with the way my life is going. I'm frustrated with. My sin, I'm frustrated with this. How do I transform? Well, Isaiah transformed. I mean simply by looking at the holiness of God. Mm-hmm. I mean I actually think this is a this is a huge teaching moment that that here he just had this vision and, and by the way listener I mean we since we have the full revelation of God in a sense we can have this vision every time we open up the scripture mm-hmm. and that's why the scripture is so transformative because it gives us a window into who God is.
1: I think this is one of the attributes of God that is so hard for us to understand. Because of the actual attribute itself is that God is so separate from us that it's it's really hard for our minds to grasp what this is. I mean, there was a, a song that came out in in um, the broad Christian world. I don't remember how many years ago, but the, I think the title is "What Do I Know of Holy?" Mm-hmm. and that phrase has just just gone through my head over the years Mm. what what do i know what do i i really know of holy and the answer is not very much Mm. um i know some but i i really don't know the the magnitude of the holiness of god um and you look at isaiah who who got a glimpse Um, the disciples got a glimpse at times of of Jesus's holiness on earth and John does in the book of Revelation. And what happens? They, they, they completely are undone in the presence of this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking for people that actually know what they're talking about to talk about this, I would encourage you to listen to some of R.C. Sproul's teaching mm-hmm. on the holiness of God. Mm-hmm. Um, buy the book. Listen to his his talks on it. Actually, I think the the best message I've ever heard on Isaiah six is Sinclair Ferguson's uh, message. Um, I'm I'm getting emotional just because it is the best message I've ever heard. Mm. Is Sinclair Ferguson's message at at R.C. Sproul's funeral? Mm. Um, I don't think I've ever understood the topic as well as sitting under. Um, that talk, mm-hmm. so it's worth going and finding, um, listening to. Um, to me, it was just a, a pure act of worship.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: There's the, a, uh, th- ahead, there's
3: David. there's a comfort too in His holiness as we think about it. In that, mm-hmm. you know, we're called. You should be holy, for the Lord your God is holy. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, there, there's a call to be. You know, separate ourselves from the world. You know, that type of holiness. You know, mm-hmm. meaning not not living our our lives like. Everyone else, you know, following God, there's obedience contained there. But I think we can also look at that as a promise that's been given to his people that, you know, we become holy through God's work and through what he does. He is making us holy. Now, we'll be in his presence one day if, by his grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we will be made perfect, and we will never be as holy as God even for all of eternity, we'll still be able to say he's holy, 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 far beyond we are. But there is that promise that he is making us holy.
0: Yeah, you know. Um, so the Hebrew word for holy, um, as as Trip points out in the book, is it just means to cut, um, and the idea is to separate that that uh, this God who is holy is completely separate, other, um, unique. And that's why you see these refrains throughout, especially the psalms. You know, who is like you, O God? Mm-hmm. Um, he is the the in, um, the incomparable one. That there, there's not a uh, an accurate analogy that we can say. Well, God is like, and then fill in the blank. When we're when we're talking about God's holiness, um, He's altogether um, different. And this is why you see Isaiah respond the way that he does. Um, Woe is me. He calls down a curse upon himself. That's what woe means. Uh, for I am lost. I'm a man of unclean lips. He sees his sinfulness. He sees that this other holy, pure God and he sees this gap. And, and Pastor Ryan, you, you've mentioned already the only thing that, that fills that gap between where we're at and, and where God is at is the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So our first kind of rub up against the holiness of God is absolute fear and terror mm-hmm. and the, what reconciles us to mm-hmm. that that fear and terror is the gospel
2: mm-hmm. yeah um J. packer referred to the holiness of god as the godness of god and the, the, mm-hmm. this you you talk about the separation and actually in, in some ways he wants to communicate that to us and so that we reflect that so you know uh, that the idea that we're called saints is actually the 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 word saints is really it comes from that word that refers to holiness. So we're called to be separate too. Mm-hmm. We're called to um, reflect his holiness in our own moral purity, in our own uh, otherness from this world, uh, separated from sin, uh, separated from the effects of sin. and he's calling us to that mm-hmm. and, and so you know this is you know we we only, as Pastor Ryan was pointing out, we can we'll, we'll never be completely holy like he is. Yeah. We'll always be mirroring his mm-hmm. holiness. Yeah.
1: but the the reality of the holiness of God is not to to drive us away. Mm-hmm. It's to actually drive us to God, mm-hmm. and it it's driving us to the Holy One, um, Jesus Christ, and to be found in Him and to be in union with him and what that does is that that we then possess um the the holiness of christ
0: Mm -hmm. um i think that's what the passage is alluding to the burning coal that touches Mm -hmm. isaiah i I think that's an image of the lord jesus christ being the propitiation for our sins and making us right before god Mm
1: -hmm. which is an amazing fact Because you have to wonder, well, how in the world can we appear in the presence of God? Mm -hmm. It's not simply because our sins are forgiven. That gets us out of hell. It's the the imputation of the righteousness of Christ Mm -hmm. that gets us into heaven. Without Mm -hmm. holiness, no one can see God. Mm -hmm. And we don't possess it, but we do in and
0: through Jesus Christ. That's right. Amen. Well, you've been listening to The Gospel for Life. We hope that you have enjoyed these programs. If you've missed any, just go subscribe to The Gospel for Life. We'll see you next
2: time.